Welcome to the You're Not Invisible After 50 podcast. I'm Kiran Kumar, founder and host of You're Not Invisible After 50. Despite the title, you don't have to be over 50 to listen to this podcast. No matter whether you're 25, 45 or 65, we can all learn lessons from each other to help us build a better, more fulfilled life. Come listen to the inspiring stories of all the phenomenal women over 50 who are kicking ass and making an impact. They are not invisible. I'm not invisible and neither are you. So no matter what society says, life doesn't end at 50. In fact, it's just beginning. Welcome to the You Are Not Invisible After 50 podcast. I'm Kiran and host of this podcast. We're all about showcasing phenomenal women over 50 who are kicking ass and making an impact. You'll get to hear all their inspiring stories why you don't have to be invisible after 50. So sit back and enjoy the wonderful life story from this week's guest. My guest today is Kishna. Hi, Kishna. Hi, Kiran. How are you? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing really well that you're on here now. We've got the, all that sorted. So I'm, <laughs> I'm glad yeah. we accomplished that. I'm, I'm glad we accomplished you. that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for thank you for choosing to come on to the You Are Not Invisible After 50 podcast. So let's get moving. Let's get you to introduce yourself to our listeners in one line or more of who you are. Let's see. What can I say about myself? I... 53-year-old, reblooming, pro-aging, autoimmune disease warrior who is a social media, I'll say I'm, a, I'm on a social media mission to inspire people to break free of the boxes that we find ourselves in. I love that. And we're going to talk about that in the podcast as we cover your life story. So we're going to move into the podcast where we cover your life story, the past, the present, and if there was a trigger point at 50. So let's begin. Tell us about your past, um, wherever you want to start, whatever you want to say. Um, please begin. All righty. Okay. So let's see. We'll go way back mm-hmm. in my history because To know me and who I am and where my story begins, you kind of have to start at the beginning of my life. Um, It's very early on. I, as a child, um, was raised in an abusive household. Um, My mom was very nurturing, an amazing woman, Um, but my father was very abusive. And so because of that, um, I started off very early Um, learning to compartmentalize and I was in a state of complete fight or flight Mm -hmm. from an infant. Um, And because of that, I think uh, that was probably what triggered illness from a very early age and we just didn't know it. Um, Mm -hmm. And so for me, um, I just kind of early on developed the ability to just walk through life as if nothing was happening. I was, I I kind of learned to cover up everything and just like, just get on with life. And that created illness in my body that I kind of held in. And I didn't know until I was in my twenties that I was sick. 
right? Because we just kind of keep going and keep going and keep going. So I was a warrior from birth, really, and didn't know it. Um, So we'll talk about that a little bit later. So that was just kind of like the beginning of what I didn't know was going on with myself. Um, But my mom, being the warrior she was, you know, she, 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 you know, she kind of went through life um, and showed me how to be a warrior and without even knowing it. Um, and she created this life for us. Um, and we, um, she was eventually a single mom. So I kind of, you know, pivoted and, um, she was a single mom and I learned how to do a whole lot. I became a helpmeet to my mom really early. So I didn't get a childhood. So I was a latchkey kid and I took care of my little sister quite a bit. And so I was taught two things that it was important to be really, 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 really smart and that I needed to go to school and um, and just, you know, get a good job. And um, that was just really what life was about. You needed to make sure that you took care of family and that you had a good job so that you could survive because it was all about survival. Right. Can I just and say, so, Keisha, Kishna, that first of all, thank you very much for being so brave to actually say that, because I know that my father, it's taken me many, many years to accept the fact that my father was alcoholic. So when you haven't come from abusive or a family that isn't how you want it to be, it takes a long time to kind of accept and grow up. But also, I totally understand about covering up because you try to put a brave face on what's going on in your household um and that impacts you quite a bit and so first of all I would really like to say thank you to you to even voice that because and it's important for people to actually voice it I realize now because let's go of you actually let go of some of the demons that you are carrying absolutely absolutely it's it's very difficult it's difficult on a couple of levels because um, one, you keep it all in and so you get sick, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but also you're not dealing with those issues um, and, and you need to deal with them because you don't want to pass them down generation after generation, right? Absolutely. And so for me, um, it was important for me to at some point in my life deal with those things so that I could help make sure that my kids didn't have to carry those same weights. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think I was dealing with them for me. I was dealing with them for my kids, uh-huh. to be honest. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of like, so you, in your 20s, you realize that you're sick. How did that come about? How did it manifest itself? So for me, um, in my 20s, I um, was working a job that, that was toxic. So it was it, the the job itself was toxic. And then I had dealt with toxic things in my life. And so the sickness started to really present itself, like majorly, um, to the point where I um, was at, I was actually um, at a job in Palm Springs and I was mission, missing a flight. And I was trying to run through the airport to get to the next flight. And I, as I was running, I literally was in so much, my knees were in so much pain, I collapsed because I, I could no longer run. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I collapsed, 
my my legs just wouldn't work anymore. And when I, I pulled my pants legs up, my legs had turned blue. Wow. There was no circulation at all. Mm-hmm. So I missed my flight. Of course, 911 was called. We we went through this whole thing. I, you know, I had to call my family. We were trying to figure out what was going on. Um, I ended up going to um the hospital when I came back home because eventually the circulation came back. Um, and I was able to make another flight. And we came back home and I got to the doctors. And mind you, I had been going to the doctors for a while, for years, saying, hey, I, I don't know what's going on. My knees hurt. They're getting stiff. I, I What's happening? And I just kept being given the runaround. You're young. There's not much going on. You know, you just need to rest. Mm-hmm. I, I was not being given proper care. Right. Um, I wasn't given the proper tests because it kept saying you're in your 20s. You don't have arthritis. You don't have this. You don't have that. I wasn't given the right tests. And eventually I was able to get to the right doctors. And I was, um, I actually um, got the correct diagnoses and I was finally diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. Very young. um, Yeah. Yeah. In my 20s. And um, I was also diagnosed with um, hyperthyroidism. Mm -hmm. And um, at one point with the hyperthyroidism, um, I was told that I could have died, that I was having what was called thyroid rush, where um, I literally went into into the hospital and they said that had I not come in, I could have had so much hormone in my system that I could have died. And mm-hmm. so they gave me what was called a radioactive drink. And I was told to go check myself into a hospital for five days because I was radioactive and I couldn't be around anybody. And it killed my thyroid. Um, and so actually that happened prior to the thyroid, prior to the um, out of the, the um, rheumatoid arthritis diagnosis. Um, and so all of those things were kind of happening all at once and within like a two-year period. And so it was like thyroid disease, then it was the rheumatoid arthritis. And then a couple of years later, there was other autoimmune, because once you get one autoimmune disease, you're likely in your in your lifetime to get multiples. And I have. Wow. Mm-hmm. So yes, it was year after year of different diagnoses. And so... I knew that over time, after I did my own research, that autoimmune diseases come from stress mm-hmm. in the body. So there's there there's no, they say that they don't know exactly where those triggers come from, right? Because there's all different types of stresses in your life. But because I knew that from my childhood, and then of course, this toxic job, it just all probably flooded in Humulated. and it all hit me. Mm-hmm hit me at one time. Well, so I'm so those... sorry that you went through all of that at such a young age, right. but also you're, you kind of talk about that. We'll talk about that in the, in a moment on your social media posts as well. But the fact is you're still going through a lot of those kind of symptoms and you're still suffering in one way. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing. Once you, once kind of autoimmune is present, <laughs> <laughs> Um, the unfortunate thing about that is that it, it's there and yeah. then it, you have to deal with it. Yeah. So um, and then it's something also that once it's in your DNA, 
you have children, now you're passing that down to your kids. So my kids have also been diagnosed with various autoimmune diseases as well. Those are things that I'm teaching them as, you know, as a mom, you know, saying, hey, you know, let's try to eat differently and let's try to do things differently now as young people to try to keep these things from happening and try to reduce the stress in your life now to try to keep from, you know, as you get pregnant and have children so that we don't continue to, you know, have these same things happen down the the cycle. Yeah, exactly. First of all, thank you. Applause to you for voicing, um, you know, the condition. Um, And, you know, applause to you for being so brave as well, because you are. And you call yourself a warrior. So let's talk about the warrior bit. Yes, yes. So the reason I say that is because diseases do come in and they take over your life. Yeah. And really the disease is like, coming in and attacking you and you become a victim to the disease. Mm -hmm. And instead of allowing the disease to come in and just take over and your entire life, I would rather fight it. Mm -hmm. Right. And allow and say, Hey, I'm not going to allow this disease to come in and just take over everything because the reality of it is you still have a whole entire life to live. And the disease is not able to just take over everything. So what I try to do is um, it's it's more of a glass half full as opposed to a glass half empty, right? Your life is more than just the disease. So um, for me, I try to live my life in all the fullness and then worry about the disease when it hits, worry about the flare-ups that I have when I have them, and then the rest of the time, I try to enjoy my life. I um, love that. I love that thinking. I think that is so refreshing and so positive. I think that's just a wonderful way to live because I think it's for anyone who's got a condition is, yes, live your life and let take care of the symptoms when they arise. It's a great way of thinking and it's a great way absolutely. of living. Absolutely. Because if you're always constantly concerned with and consumed with the disease, then you'll never experience life. You'll never, you know, people say all the time, well, your hands are going to hurt tomorrow. Or if you do this today, you're not going to feel better tomorrow. I I get that. I know that I'm going to be in pain tomorrow, but guess what? I'm going to be in pain at some point anyway. Mm -hmm. So how about let's enjoy today and Mm -hmm. I'll be concerned about tomorrow, tomorrow. You know, because I'm going to have the pain anyway. Mm. I'm going to have the pain anyway. It's going to come. So I'm going to enjoy today. I'm going to live it up. I'm going to do everything that I want to do. You know, I know today if I go out dancing tomorrow, oh, yeah, I'm going to pay for it. We'll talk about how you come across on social media because we'll talk about the present. But is there anything else you want to share about your past, about your, your family, your, you know, your marriage or work and then we can move into the present absolutely so yes I um so I do I so I am married I've been married for 25 years to an amazing man who probably thinks I'm crazy kooky all of this stuff right so um and we have um this amazing crazy relationship he's years younger than me he's like four years younger than me (laughs) Um, and it works and it works we met really early on um in my 20s he was 
you know, younger than me. He, um, I had two children when we met okay. and his parents thought, what in the heck? Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he had no I'm these, like, what is going on? But yeah. he came in there and he just, um, he loved my kids and he helped, you know, he jumped in there and started helping with everything that I was doing. He helped build our business and it's been amazing. It's been an amazing journey and we've been supporting each other from the beginning, right? And we've been able to build, um, we have our, the business that we've been running, we've been running since we met for 25 years. We met um, in corporate America. Yeah. And um, actually really early on when we first met is when he said, hey, you're going to quit that toxic job. And that's what I did. Yeah. And then as soon as I quit, he within months quit as well. Uh-huh. And we started our business and we've been doing it ever since. Right. Um, and, and your business is? And your business We actually do child care. We are oh, okay. um, child care providers. Yeah. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. You have a lot and of then patience then. <laughs> yeah so we love kids so we do child care and we have um some amazing employees that help us do that um and now that this whole social media thing is happening he supports me behind the scenes in that as well so he travels with me with my social media um because he's like you can't you know he doesn't like me to travel and do things alone yeah um, especially with my autoimmune disease because we never know when it's going to pop up yep okay great so yeah, so he travels with me with that. So, yeah, it's it's amazing. We have four amazing grandchildren and five kids. So wow, yeah. wow, you've got five kids. <laughs> so two of you have previously, and then three with with, with your husband. Mm -hmm. So can you just talk about like when did you have your young when you had when did you have your children then the the first two? So the first two the first two children, I was actually um, twenty one with my first one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so I was in college actually. Um, with my first one. Okay. Yeah. Right. And um, yeah, sort of a, I, I was a rule breaker, you know, I wasn't supposed to do that. I was supposed yep. to uh, go to school and I was supposed to come back and help my mom because that was what I was supposed to do. Right. Cause I yeah. was, I was mom's helper and I broke the rules and my mom will, she's still mad at me about that, but I was ready to experience life. Right. Yeah. And, and, mm -hmm. And, and do my own thing. And actually, one of the reasons I had my first son was because I wasn't going to come back home. I was like, right. nope, I'm starting my own life because I had been helping take care of my sister with my mom and stuff. And I just didn't want to do that anymore. I wanted to kind of like start life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was interesting. My mom's friends would tell her, you know, I I was the good kid. I was the kid that was, you know, that all my mom's friends, I was the kid who was doing everything right, right? I was going to college. I was doing everything I was supposed to do. And I would babysit all the, her friends' kids and all that stuff. And um, they were like, look at little Miss Goody Two-Shoes. She went off and had a kid. And I said, you know what? He's the best part of me. And I'm going to do everything I'm supposed to do, even though I'm, you know, pregnant. And I did. I, I planned him. I went, I, I had him. At, at such a precise, like I was so precise that I, um, he came at a time right in June. Uh -huh. So that I literally had him and went right back to school. Like there was no break whatsoever. And he would be in school with me. I'd take him, they would wait. They would like, wait, I was pregnant. Like 
at the end, like during finals and stuff. And they would wait for me to wobble in the class <laughs> at, you know, at UC Berkeley. Mm -hmm. I would wobble my little self in the class and they would wait and hold the class for me because I'd have to walk so far across campus. And then when he came, um, I would take him to class with me. Well, congratulations and professors for like that. I'd be, you know, <laughs> and when I graduated, he walked across campus. He walked across on my hip. Oh, how when sweet I got is that? My degree. Oh, wonderful. I wasn't stopping. You know, I wasn't going to stop because I had a kid. So 25 years, you've been married, you've got five children and four grandchildren. Congratulations. And the social media, so that moves us into the present. How did that come around? How did that come about? So the social media part of it was literally something that just happened on its own. Mm -hmm. It was not something that I planned. I actually didn't even know how social media worked. Right. I was on Instagram just to be on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And you know, COVID hit. So yep. more of us were on Instagram than before. Yep. So I was always on Instagram. Like I had a regular personal page. Maybe I had 300 friends on social media, on my regular social media page. But I started the Silver Sister page because I was deciding to just let my gray hair grow out, right? Mm -hmm. I was started watching a ton of other women mm -hmm. on yeah. Instagram that were amazing, mm -hmm. right? And I thought, oh, I can do that. My gray hair, because I was dyeing my hair blonde for year, many, many years. And it was a struggle. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I decided I didn't want to struggle with it anymore. I was just done. Uh, I think COVID did that for me. It was just, you know, why? It's it's not worth it anymore. I it think was... COVID did that for everyone, didn't it, really? Because, yeah. you know, I, well, I've i gone gray. Um, I stopped dyeing my hair. And I did actually say to my hairdresser, and I've told this story, I did say to my hairdresser way before COVID, you know, one day I'm going to go gray. She goes, no, I'll age you. Then COVID happened. And, of course, you had to go gray. And I went, <laughs> I like this now. <laughs> I'm not going to go back to dyeing my hair. So just like you, COVID was like, yes, okay, kind of the the, the game changer in terms of that. Right. Like, why? What's the point? Yeah. What's the yeah, point? Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So for me, I had, you know, I had started going natural already during, you know, before COVID. I started because I was had been perming my hair and I had already started going natural and started growing my hair out. And... Um, but then the whole dying thing, I said, you know, why are you even doing that? Like, what's the point? Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I just decided. And so when I started seeing all these other beautiful women, and the thing is, my mother has been gray for a really long time. So I already knew that I loved it. So that mm -hmm. wasn't even the, the point. I just mm -hmm. didn't know if I wanted to deal with it. Right. Like, do I want to go gray? And, um, but once I started watching all these other influencers, I thought, you know what? I I can go gray. So I thought yeah. I would document it, but never in a million years did I think I would end up being an influencer on social yeah. media. Like I never expected that. So I just figured I would just post a couple of pictures. Um, but was was interesting enough was that I actually ended up posting a video of myself, like in a jumpsuit, similar to like this one. And I talked about autoimmune disease in this particular video. 
-hmm. And it was just really quick, just saying I wasn't going to let, I think I did like a peace sign or something in the video and just said I wasn't going to let autoimmune disease take me out. And all of a sudden, this video goes viral. And it just, and I was like, what just happened? Like, I Mm -hmm. ended up getting like a bunch of followers from that one video. And so I said, oh, people actually like this video. (laughs) And they like me talking about autoimmune disease. So then I just decided to maybe post a couple of more videos about autoimmune disease and kind of Mm -hmm. what I was going through with the whole autoimmune disease thing. And then I realized people kind of like me dancing and talking about like movement and things like that when it came to autoimmune disease. And as I started doing that, people were kind of DMing me and asking me like, hey, like, how are you getting up every day? Like, you're, yeah. you have autoimmune disease? Like, they didn't believe me at first. They're like, are, are you sure? What autoimmune disease do you have? Yeah. Are you really getting up and dancing? Are you really moving? Are you, you know? And I said, oh, like, people are really interested in this. Mm-hmm. And um, for a moment, I actually opened up subscriptions. And, but right. I got a little overwhelmed. So I had to pull back from that because I, it was a little much and I couldn't keep up with it. Um, I think if once I retire, I'll go back to that. Cause that's something that I can actually, I enjoy doing. I just yeah. can't keep up with it now doing 24 hour childcare <laughs> behind the scenes. Um, but once I retire, it's definitely something I would love to do. Um, because people wanted to talk to me. They really wanted to know, what are you doing? What are you eating? What are you, you know, how are you surviving Mm -hmm. and thriving with autoimmune disease? So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it became a real thing. And so now that's kind of what I do with social media. I just kind of spread the positivity and remind people that you can still thrive with autoimmune disease and, you know, take it day by day, but just don't let autoimmune disease take over your entire life because it will. I mean, it's, it's the message there. Sorry. There's a message there about the autoimmune disease, but there's also your clothes and your dancing. I mean, you know, if I, when I came across you and I'll be honest, right. When I came across you, I would have never thought in a month of Sunday that you would have had, you've got autoimmune disease because you are so positive there's the dance there's the clothes of course you know it's it's very very enjoyable to watch and it's interesting now coming to talk to you how challenging at times that can be but as you said you're thriving and you're you know you're growing in this in this kind of area and i think that's really a positive thing to put out there that people can still thrive and flourish and be whoever they want to be whether it's on social media or not absolutely absolutely yeah it's one of those things it's interesting cuz even some of my um family members and friends and people that are close to me they're constantly telling me, Kishna, sit down. Yeah. Sit, sit down. Yeah. And I have to remind them. I'm like, if I were to really sit down all the time, yeah. then I wouldn't be thriving and I wouldn't be. So yeah. let me stand. Let me continue to move. I know it kind of, but, but that throws people off because yeah. people that know that you're sick, they want you to sit down. Yeah. So one of the messages that I send people, that I tell people all the time that 
have people around them that are sick, if they're willing to get up, if they're willing to try to do things, let them do those things, right? If they may seem to be struggling a bit, yeah. but let them struggle if they're willing to struggle. Yeah. Let them give them the independence. If they want to be independent, let them be independent as long as they can. Yeah. Let them, you know, I fight sometimes with my husband, for instance, he likes to do a lot of the driving and I let him do that because sometimes with the medication I take, I, I need him to be able to drive. Right. Uh -huh. yeah. So he'll drive, but I'm like, babe, don't park. Like, don't take me to the front door. Let me walk up to the building. Like I, yeah. I want to walk. Yeah. But he wants to drive and, and pull me into the front and then he'll walk from wherever we park. And I'm like, no, babe, let's, I'll walk with you. Yeah. I want to walk. Right. Oh, yeah. So, but then I tell him there are days when I will tell you, babe, pull me into the front. Like I'll yeah. let, cause I know those days where I'm there. I, I know those days where I, that flare up is right there. So we do as autoimmune disease warriors have to know our limitations. So if we're there and we know we're there, then we can tell you, Hey, you know what? Today is one of those days where maybe you can pull me to the front of the building because I need to walk right in. What a sensible approach. What a wonderful approach. What a a brave approach. Well, I and mean, there's so many words I could find and I shouldn't have look at them up in a dictionary that just <laughs> applause you for your attitude, your willingness, because, you know, we have this one life, whatever we've been given, we have to make the most of it. And that's what you're showing. And I think that is so, so wonderful. I mean, you know, we all complain about X, Y, Z, and I'm, I'm guilty of that. So I'll put my hand up to that. <laughs> <laughs> but really, you should go with the attitude that, yeah, just, just live this life to the fullest and enjoy it. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you're a fine example of that. A brilliant oh, example you. of that. Um, thank you. Was there a trigger at 50 that you had or was nothing, you know, do you just kind of drift from, you know, your 40s into your 50s and you just took things on in, you know, in, the, in your stride? Well, there was sort of a, a, there was definitely a point at 50. So at 50, um, I had my 50th birthday, which was a COVID drive up party. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and at that party, um, there was a shift for me because during that, right at like 49, 50, um, I was at a place in my life where I literally thought autoimmune disease was going to take me out. I, okay. um, I was on so many medications um, and there were systems in my body that were starting to shut down. Mm -hmm. um, I was getting really, really, really sick. And so this version of me that you see right now, that's super positive, that is able to speak into people that this that this is a new version of me this is the reblooming version of me this is the the warrior version of me this is a new version uh, of me um because I had lost this version of me she had been consumed by autoimmune disease because of all the medications and um I was doing infusions I was in the chemotherapy chemotherapy um department at Kaiser getting, you know, sitting for three hours, getting chemo medications um, pumped into my system. And mm -hmm. I was literally dying. 
um, all my systems were shutting down. And so I was starting to make, um, I was starting to make, you know, I, I was starting to tell my kids, you know, I think I'm not going to be here. Right, that's and really when hard my for 50th them. birthday hit, I was like, oh, I'm still here. I didn't, I didn't think I was going to be here at 50, basically. Right, yeah. And 51 definitely wasn't on the horizon. So, um, yeah, I was making arrangements. Wow. And, you know, thinking about plots and things like that. So um, that was difficult. So there was definitely a shift. So when the birthday hit, I thought, okay, there's time for, there, there's there's some things that need to, ha to happen. Okay. And so I got serious about my health. I said, what are we going to do? I lost a hundred pounds, number one. Mm-hmm. So I lost a hundred. I am, I, I, I gained back some cause I thought I lost entirely too much. So I'm, I'm 80 down now. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm right where I want to be. And, um, so I had bariatric surgery. Um, and that was put me right where I wanted to be. I got exactly oriented to be, I had done a lot of research about that. And my doctors and I, we had years actually, but I just hadn't gone through with it. Um, so that put me in a place where I needed to be with weight. And so when that happened, that made me laser focused on also the foods and the things that I was eating. I completely removed sugar from my diet, which is inflammatory. Mm -hmm. So that was the first thing that I recognized that I had a complete sugar addiction and had I removed that from my diet way earlier on in my life, I might have been able to get rid of a whole bunch of sugar and stuff, you know, inflammation in my in my system. So then I started taking away certain carbs that were also inflammatory. And then there were other things as well. So there, there's a couple of different things. Um, I'm starting to look into gluten and some other things as well now. So there's a whole list of things that I've been kind of strategically removing from my diet. And um, so that was the beginning. And then I started, my my best friend is an herbalist and a doula, and she's really into just being holistic and just, you know, wellness from that perspective. Mm -hmm. And so I've started to pay attention to the things she's been saying. And so I have all these tinctures and herbs and things that I'm using now. So I do that. And so there's all these different things that I'm doing from a holistic perspective to try to take care of myself. And then I have all these other things. So self-care is a big, big, big deal for me now, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. From skincare, like everything is a big deal. So I'm focusing on all those things now. So that shift happened, right? So all of those things happened and that's what led me into the me that I am now. <laughs> and that is what is being showcased now on social media, that that me. So that's Silver Sister 1970, right? I think that's so brilliant, <laughs> isn't it? I think, I think there is, first of all, like that's such a difficult time in your life when you realize that, you know, I'm telling your children that, you know, you're not going to be here. That must have been quite traumatic. No, not, it would have been very traumatic. And then, but then making the conscious decision 
to not accept things as they are, but to change things. And I, you know, like, like you, I've changed a lot of things in my life, um, become very conscious about what I'm eating, my exercise and stuff like that. And I think you just need to start taking care of you, of, of oneself, because in the past, you know, in your early twenties, you kind of just kind of eat what's out there. You don't really think too much about it. Think you're going to be around forever. And you get to the fifties, you think, hang on a minute, maybe I need to change something around now. Um, and I'm kind of in that space as well. So I think it's really is important self-care. So thank you for that. And thank you for saying what you've been saying, because it, it makes um, it so motivational and empowering and um, refreshing to hear, really. Um, would you like to say anything else about your past or present before we move on? No, I think I think that's pretty much it. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're now going to go to a commercial break and when we're back, we'll talk about the future, what the future looks like and also the bonus part of the podcast. Did you know that You Are Not Invisible After 50 is not just about a highly acclaimed global podcast. Our mission is to empower all women, regardless of colour, creed, class and culture across all countries and continents. So we have two empowering courses for you. A high return one hour masterclass, building a life you love, creating your own path after 50. This transformative masterclass is one you've been waiting for. Are you ready to seize life after 50 like never before? Well, say goodbye to feeling stuck and say hello to the life you love. Don't let age define your limits. Let it ignite your possibilities. This transformative masterclass is your ticket to a vibrant and fulfilling future. But that's not all. We also have our innovative introductory business course, Greater Gold. In today's dynamic business world, age should never be a barrier to success. Say goodbye to age-related stereotypes and hello to unstoppable success. Our half a day course will equip you with the skills and confidence you need to conquer the business world. Discover the true value of your experience, reinvent yourself, stay competitive, and master the art of self-presentation. It's time to turn your gray into gold. Visit our website and check out our courses geared to propel you to the next level. So embrace your age, utilize your wisdom, experience and own your success spots are limited also we have wonderful products launching this year so keep a watch on our social media posts and website www.youarenotinvisibleafter50.com you can also find out more about the woman behind you are not invisible after 50 Details are available on my website, www.iamkirinkumar.com or my Instagram account at iamkirinkumar13. We look forward to you connecting with us. Thank you. Let's move on and talk about the future. So we have this social media star in our, you know, in our presence. <laughs> so <laughs> what's going to be happening in the future? What, what, did, what can you, are you planning for anything or? You're just letting things happen. I think I'm just rolling with the punches and just kind of see what's happening. I am sort of feeling some things out, considering I, there was a time in my life when I wanted to model and I didn't, I wasn't able to do that. I um, wanted to model in my late teens. Yeah. And 
made the choice to go off to college, which, you know, I wanted to do because my modeling career started in my late teens. And then I went into college um, and didn't, you know, I went to college and ended up having children and, you know, marrying and life started. Mm -hmm. So the thought of maybe modeling now is a possibility. So I've been kind of thinking about looking for uh, management and things like that. So that's a possibility. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm thinking about some, doing something like that and maybe getting into some commercial type thing. Fabulous. Um, not doing any like runway or anything like that, but more commercial ad type things. It's a shame that you didn't talk about your modeling when you were talking about your past. <laughs> that would have been an interesting <laughs> conversation. <Right. as> well. <laughs> so now we move on to the bonus part of the podcast. Um, five tips that you'd give to someone who's under 50. Let's see, five tips for under 50. I would say focus on emotional intelligence. Right. Because emotional intelligence will get you very, very, very far. There's a book by D.B. Bedford, actually a couple of really short reads that I just recently read um, that will really get you far in life um, mm -hmm. because when you allow other people to determine where you go emotionally, you know, where they can just pull your chain anywhere, yeah. anyway, that's not the life to live, right? I like to be able to stay focused and not allow other people to take me there, right? And it's hard to do when you're younger. It's easier to do when you're older, but it's interesting that I still see some people, even in their 50s, when I can sit there and watch other people control other people just based on words right it's really yeah. sad it's mm -hmm. sad right and so use emotional intelligence and read the books read the okay. books emotional intelligence and emotional intelligence is important Fabulous. and then travel early travel internationally because you can get widen your perspective on life i think that's important i didn't start traveling internationally until later and i'm trying to catch up now Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so trust me, travel internationally, you will get broaden your perspective and you will see life from a whole different perspective. Absolutely. Let's see. Number three, invest. Start investing mm -hmm. early. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then because you will not waste your money. Do it early. Just do it early. <laughs> It's a little bit harder for people uh, it, nowadays, isn't it? That it was like yes. when we were younger, you know, I think it's yes. times are yes. so much more different than yes. they are. I'm not sure what it's like in the States, but definitely in the UK, it's become a lot harder for young people to save and also to buy property. It is. It is. So I say start investing early when you don't have all of these other things that you're going to have to deal with when you get older, when you have children yeah. and stuff. So invest early. Mm -hmm. We don't have all these other responsibilities. And four, cultivate your friendships. Start cultivating them early. Start cult cultivating them in college. You know, when you have people around you that um, have um, similar interests and things like that. Yeah. And hold on to them. Right. If you find people that have those interests and stuff, stay in contact. Yeah. And. Create multiple streams of income. <laughs> I've 
absolutely. That makes perfect sense. (laughs) And what about those three tips to anyone who is over 50? What would you say to them? Let's see, over 50, you're never too old to start over and start new, start something new. You're never too old. You know, some people think that, you know, you get to a certain age and you can't start over. You can. You definitely can. Uh, You have, and so have I, and so many other women, right? Yes, and you can be amazing at whatever it is that you're doing, right? A podcaster. (laughs) Yes, yes. Or influencer. Absolutely. You can do anything that you want to (laughs) do. Just go for it, you know? And then um, number two, if you haven't already done it, start making self-care a priority. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? And then three, um, you're never too old to spice up your wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> you can spice it up. You can wear what you want to wear. You don't know how many times I hear people saying, oh, my daughter said I can't wear that. You are, first of all, <laughs> yeah. why do you care what your daughter thinks? Yeah, absolutely. We, you know, <laughs> you, I love you, but you don't get to dictate what I put on my body. Absolutely. Right? Fine words. We are, you know, we get to a certain age where we can wear what we want to wear. Just, you absolutely. know, as long as you're comfortable in it, wear it. You know, what makes you happy. Absolutely. That's a really sensible thing to say. Um, Keisha, <laughs> it's been a wonderful podcast. Thank you for being so honest, so truthful, so open. And so positive. Thank you very, very much. Thank you, Karen. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. And thank you for finding the strength post 50 (laughs) to do what you're doing. Oh, my gosh. I um, watched one of your, um, I think you were on another show where Uh you were talking about your family and what you've done. And I just think you're amazing. And thank you for sharing your story with your with the world and um, finding your strength and your courage to not just do what you've done, but just to share it with the world and giving some other people the platform to share their stories with the world. Oh, what a wonderful thing to say. Thank you very much. Uh, Thank you for being here. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the You Are Not Invisible After 50 podcast. If you want to hear more from some amazing women who are over 50, who are kicking ass and making an impact, then don't forget to follow us right here on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Remember to subscribe, rate, comment and share with other women through your social media. Let's spread the word across the world that you don't have to be invisible after 50. Check out our other services on www.you'renotinvisibleafter50.com and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok and YouTube. And always remember that life doesn't end at 50. In fact, it's just beginning. We look forward to you connecting with us. Thank you.